maybe talk a little bit more also on our last discussion on Tuesday. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, the, the feeling of the Spirit is, is what we've really been playing around for the past few weeks. And what we should really get from there is the strength that comes from being filled with the Spirit. Because that's where we are going to. Right? Because the Spirit won't come and fill you and just for feeling sick. Right? There is, there is a strength that comes with it. Because the filling of the Spirit begins to expose you to things in the Spirit that will begin to edify you, which you will now begin to draw strength from. Right? Now, if you are not experiencing those things, if you are not, but if you are not filled with the Spirit, having the Holy Spirit begin to you know, teach you in the Spirit, uh, you won't really know how to draw, where to draw from, because the way man is really made, initially, is like you actually have to draw strength from somewhere for to live. Amen. So what Satan did is to make sure that where you are drawing your strength from is not the spirit, but it's your own, uh, how do I put this? It's, you, you begin to draw strength from self, but not just self, but it's actually the world. Because it's the world that begins to teach self and begins to put things inside that we now used to live. It is the word that makes us the way we are in such a way that we are impatient. We can't even wait for God in many things. It is the word that, teach, uh, that is teaching us how to, to respond to situations. Uh, it is the word that is teaching us that, you, okay, you must do this one quick. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it is the word that begins to call, pull, pull us to do things when we shouldn't do them. Right? So it is the word that is teaching us those things, right? It's the word that makes us unstable, right? It's the word that makes us double-minded. According to the scripture, which says, a double-minded man receiveth not the things, not anything from the Lord, right? When you are double-minded, it means that you are not single, means you've not made a decision to stay on one thing. Right? You've not made a decision to just stay on one thing. And there's only one thing we all should stay on, which is God. Where all our strength should be coming from is from uh, what we get from our relationship with God. Right? 
That's where all our strength should be coming from. That's where all where we should, that's how we should be living. We should live from the things we receive from God. When God is dealing with a man, eh? When God is dealing with a man, God is God does not deal with things that are not tangible. I use that word. God doesn't deal with men with intangible things. It's Satan that does that. And Satan makes sure that the intangible things seem so tangible to us. Now, because the things that are tangible to you and I are the things you can see, the things you can touch, the things you can play around, right? The things you can relate with naturally. And so you consider it tangible, right? Uh, like you want to eat fries or you want to eat wings, right? You are able to, it's tangible because you, can, you think, okay, I can get it. All I need to do is just drive to a restaurant there, get the fried, uh, fried chicken or wings and go, right? And you eat it, you, ah, satisfy yourself, finish. Okay, I've, I've, I think I've satisfied these cravings and then go, right? Um, our definition of tangibility are the things we can interact with daily, naturally, and all those things. But with God, it's not really like that. God's things are not seen, but yet they are tangible. And because they are not seen, it is not easy for a man to just say, I want this thing. Yeah, because the way Satan has trained the mind is that you must deal with tangible things. Which means in order for us to assess God's things, you must then, it must then be tangible to a man. So that man can begin to access them. Now, when I say tangible, it's not the way we see things naturally tangible, right? It's a spiritual experience. God's things are tangible. And what makes it tangible is the experiences that we have, right, based on our relationship in the spirit. What makes God real to you is because there is Holy Ghost in you that is making all the experiences tangible, if Holy Spirit is not there, or we don't, we are not aligned with the Spirit, we won't really have a tangible experience with God. That's why it's so easy to just discard God's things. Mm. Just, they just discard it because you're not seeing it as a tangible thing. And that's the problem with most mind men, bright mind. Why? Because they want to see God's thing, but to them is. It's nothing. Why? Why? It's not tangible. Why? You know, bright mind. Bright mind is science mind, though. Because bright mind wants the proof. Okay. You say there's God. Okay, give me proof that there's God. But God will not come to you like that. Yeah? Because God is spirit. Right? God is spirit. And they that would worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. So which means if you must deal with God, you must worship him in spirit, you must deal with him spiritually. You can't deal with God as something that is a mind thing. You know, like you deal with God as if it's an idea. Most of the time there's a way we deal with God like that. In short, most Christians that are Christians deal with God as if God is an idea. But unconsciously they don't they don't they are, it's not as if they are saying, Oh, God is an idea in my heart. No. 
It's just unconsciously, the way we just deal with God, the way we react to God, we just, God just seems like an idea to us. Why? Because, because it's an idea, that's why we don't take the relationship serious the way we should. Right? Because it's just an idea, that's why we can be going to do our thing, to do our, we just do, 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 do. After a while, when we are maybe not just going through a little bit of crisis, now remember, okay, let me go and pray. Father, Lord Jesus, I know you are my father. Thank you. God, I love you. That's, that's the time you love God. God, I love you. Uh, thank you for your blessing. Please, I'm in this trouble. Yeah, come on. You, because you know, I know that there's a way they taught, taught us to pray. Because you know, we've been away. Father, you've been gone for far too long. And I'll say, Father, you know, thank you for being my father. And I will give you praise. We bless you. And then you, you, you do that to make sure that you cover the whole ground. And so that God doesn't have any reason to be angry with you. And then after you are done, uh, you now bring the problem. So, Father Lord, uh, I thank you. Uh, but please, I just have this tiny problem. Can you please help me solve it? Father Lord, my heart is uh, racing, racing, racing. Please, let them give me this job. Let them give me this job. Uh, or maybe if it's not a job, ah, my heart is racing, racing, Lord Jesus. Ah, I really need a husband. I really need a husband. God, give me a husband. God, give me a husband. Oh, Lord, husband, husband, husband. Oh, time is going. Time is going. Eh? Different things that people start praying about. Eh? But it's Satan that puts that in men because of how we are naturally. Amen. Again, like I said, is the tangible experiences that we have that makes it that makes God real. And God is not an idea. God is real. And you can actually tap into the tangibility of God's flow. And so God can flow to you. In short, God flows to you and back. Because it's a relationship, it's a two-way thing. God needs to flow to you, and then you too need to flow to God. Right? That's why uh, when that verse is saying that you will serve your Lord, the Lord your God with all your might. Eh? Please help me read it. That's Matthew, right? Let me open it. Matthew. Oh, am I going backward? Uh, Matthew 22, 27. Please let me read it quickly. Yes. Read from 35. commandment in the law. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. mind. Mm-hmm. This is the first and great commandment. So there's two. This is the first. And then the second is like unto it. Right? Mm-hmm. Now thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Let me just quickly pause here a bit. The reason I wanted I wanted to say something, but I don't want to forget. But I'll continue here. Is I'll, it, it, scripture 
should be our go-to our go-to book by default right so when you are beginning to deal with things of God don't just deal with it mentally deal with it scripturally right which means you need to, we need to build an attitude around how we relate with the word of God and with God because if you will access God you must relate with his word well right and one of the ways you relate with his word well is when you begin to, when you are reading scriptures maybe you didn't see before and then suddenly just and you see ah, you just read it and maybe you didn't you didn't you didn't understand it before and then you, you know someone is teaching something about it just just take it as you are studying just as you are listening just take even after the old teaching just take the passage begin to meditate on it and meditate on what you heard then begin to relate with the word because we must get to a point whereby the word is second nature to you what is second nature i don't know why i use that word it's first nature to you and it's not second it shouldn't be second it should be first right because that's how you really deal with things even when you are praying because we have studied about this prayer we get there even when you are praying or you are anything you are doing as you are praying, you are not just praying into the cloud. As you are praying, you are finding direction in the word. Okay, where would the word go? Where, where is the word to address this? Then as you are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, Holy Ghost will begin to quicken things. Bring, begin to bring word together to address the situation. Eh? You, might, you might be surprised the way God will address. God may use the same scripture to address Way many different situations. You might, what's happening? How that would be possible is because you will build skill and things inside based on how you begin to relate and how you are waiting. It's mostly your disposition and how you deal with the word. Right? So there's a way you must be dealing with the word. You arrange yourself around the word. In your mind, right? You must arrange around the word. Position yourself to wait on the word. When praying, or when studying, you know, there's a way you just make sure you position yourself. You allow the word to come to you. And it's only God that will quicken it. But I just wanted to mention that. Right? I don't know. But let me say I don't forget. But let's, let's, let's say. Let's quickly go here. So thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. You'll notice that the three things mentioned here is really, really the all of man. Yes. Say so God say you will love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. When you talk about soul, eh? Soul is mind, heart. Although there are other things, but the summary of soul, man, is mind, heart, soul, mind, heart. Because if you want to form soul, the two things you get is the heart and the mind. In short, what Satan is looking to get in the world are people's mind and people's heart. Why? Because when you get mind, it gives you ideas you can go out and do. But when he gets the heart, what he gets is commitment. The moment he gets your heart, it means you've committed to it. And here's the funny thing. Whatever you've committed yourself to, 
it is hard to take it from you. Right? Whatever I've committed myself to, it is very, very hard to take it from me. And, that's it, and that is why, uh, and that's what Satan is doing to fill men's heart, to fill men. Right? So instead of Holy Spirit filling men, Satan is now filling men with other things and commitments. And it's all those commitments that wrestle with your love for God. If you, if you check it, it's very simple. Okay, ah, here's a question. So why don't you, uh, or maybe they, they, they're just asking, ah, ah, Sister Lovinda, please. Uh, we have a prayer meeting today. Can you please come? And Sister Lovinda will look for one excuse. Hey, uh, I really won't be able to make, if you check it, uh, it's not as if Sister Lovinda really have anything they are doing. You know. It's just that comfort. Ah, the comfort, the comfort of my place. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to go out. I don't have to struggle. Ah, it's okay. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll be able to make it. Now, what's happening is that a commitment is making demand, and is, and we are, we are yielding to it, which means the other one is not as important, right? It is that one, that one that I love, yeah? and it is, and what gets to your heart becomes what you love right and what you love is not easy to take it from you or take it from me because love is commitment once you've committed to something that's it that's it then heaven needs to wrestle and wrestle and wrestle to try and take it now here's not the problem once you have one commitment it doesn't end there that commitment begins to call other things eh? Because once you give to that commitment, that will now begin to call every other ones. Whatever is attached to that particular one will now begin to call others. Okay. And you know you can also also love this one too. I say, it's true. And then that's how we begin to love things and love things and love different things. And then they begin to add, they begin to add. And as they are adding, they are filling us gradually. Mm. So that's, that's how Satan also continues to feel men by getting them committed to things. Committed different things that they commit to. Eh? So when God is saying you shall love your God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, he's saying that there's no other thing, no other thing that God wants from you but for you to commit to him. Mm. In short, what the soul is designed for is that you must commit yourself to God. Eh, isn't it? You must commit yourself to God. Eh? Commitment is, is hard to come by. But once gotten, eh, it's hard to take away. It's hard to. Because you'll be able to give... Whatever you commit yourself to, you'll be able to give yourself to it. Mm? You give yourself to it. Amen. So thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. So that, that is God demanding that. Okay, this is where you must get to. You must be. Nothing else should wrestle with my love inside you. Mm. Eh? You should be full of me. Because when you love me, you will have me. 
right? So thou shalt love the Lord thy God. So which means everything inside you must respond to God's love. Eh? Means you must commit yourself. Which, which is to submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. Mm-hmm. It's, that commitment is also submission, to submit to God. Eh? Uh, when you begin to submit to God, eh, then you, you are now able to enjoy the things mm-hmm. that comes with that commitment. Eh? There's a lot of things that comes with it. Because when you are committed, you are focused in the spirit. Then you can be chasing the real thing you need to be chasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh? And the things you are chasing are the tangible things mm-hmm. in the spirit that you will be chasing. Mm-hmm. Instead of chasing everything that is ephemeral. Now anything you say yes to in your heart are the things that you are committing to. Then it is you are committing to. So which means you must say yes to God's things. You must say it. So that you can enjoy what comes with it. Amen. Amen. So as I was saying, in order to now begin to see things that are tangible, you must be able to submit yourself to God's thing. Foolishness, pretty much. Submit to foolishness so that you can access those things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mm. So thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Everything. Everything. Nothing should be how do I put it? Nothing should be okay, okay. I'll just manage this one later. Mm-mm. God wants everything, but this one I know is not. We don't get to this one just like that. It's gradual. It's a gradual step to get to it. But one thing was that. But there's one factor that will determine it is that commitment in the heart that you make. God, ah, I want to give myself to this one. Let me commit to this. You know. Mm-hmm. So when you commit, and Holy Ghost begin, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost can be around you, but may not quicken many things around you because you've not really committed to things mm. in the spirit, right? It will just be around, but won't because it won't commit himself to you because they are checking your heart, they are checking how you are taking them. Okay, do you really want? Why? Because. When you begin to really, really deal with the Holy Spirit, there are things the Holy Spirit will be able, will be give, dishing out to you. Now, there will be a problem when your level of commitment does not match what Holy Ghost is demanding. So, he too is very careful on how he deals with everybody. Eh? So, he begins to watch and begins to move us, begins to walk around us to make sure that we are Okay, can, can they take this one now? Now, the, one of the reasons why God, Christ said, I have to go, is I have many things to say to you, but you can't hear. Right? But I will send the comforter. He will now begin to teach you. 
Which means not even everything the Holy Ghost comes that you can hear. Because you need, you need to watch some things to not begin to deal with you. And which is one of the reasons why we must continually be feared. Amen. And, and again, now I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to, 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 to clarify also. It is, it is not really the, the studying and the Bible and the praying that really determine the feeling. The feeling takes place. Eh? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's, a, it's, it's what God has given and has initiated to happen. It's just that there are some things you do eh, that brings you into more experiential feeling. But everything that has to do with feeling is around the world. Right? Everything around feeling is around the world. But you also need prayer. Because what prayer does is, prayer makes power available. And when there's power, when, the, when power is available, then there can be a flow. Right? So when you are praying, you are praying, you are praying, you are quickening things in the spirit. When you are quickening things in the spirit, then it is easy for things to come to you. Now, naturally, the, one of the reasons why you need to be praying and studying your word is that every there is no other way God will come to you except around the world. There's no other way He will come to you around the world and prayer. So when you are praying, you make power available. Things can flow in the spirit. God deals with the word, and God the power can rest upon the word, which will lift and begins to move and quicken things around you. Right. So, that's one of the reasons why you must what, give yourself to prayer and the word. But the feeling is a, a process. So, God gave it in such a way that it's a gift. Right? And we should also understand there is the infilling of the spirit. Right? There's the infilling of the spirit. The Holy Ghost come and fills you. The infilling. So the first experience is the infilling of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongue. So speaking in tongue is a sign that infilling has taken place. Right? Now, infilling, that one, I'm looking for a way to explain it, but ah, it's a spiritual, is this spiritual word to use? Because infilling is an experience that we arrange a lot of things around a believer. Now, the infilling is what makes you more aware of your spirit man. You are the infilling is is like the quickening thing inside you. You are awake. It's as if you are awake. <laughs> you know there's a way you are alive but not awake. But this one, you won't just be alive. You will be alive and you will be awake. You will be quickened in your spirit and tuned to spiritual things. You will be highly tuned to spiritual things. Amen? Amen. Which is why uh, we, we should experience those things. 
Amen. So God really, God really, 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 really is looking to actually bless us with things from Him, things that are tangible inside Him. And like I said earlier, so what quickens those things that makes those things tangible is the experience we have through the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to quickly uh, breeze through the. You know, the teachings we mentioned earlier, right? So we, we, we were talking about the, the move of the Holy Spirit from the Old to the New, right? Uh, from the Old Testament, we were seeing how God was, was giving Holy Ghost at that time. It was only majorly giving them uh, for specific purpose, so for people to be able to function in their office, right? Because there are offices God used in the, in the Old Testament to be able to move God's people. Now, the offices that God used is the prophet, the kings, and the, and the priest. Now, but in the order of things, the priest first, then okay, the priest and the prophet too. Because there's a way God made it. The priest, the prophet, the kings. And there's a way God flows through that. Amen. If you, if you look at it, most, most of the priests are prophets. Most of the priests are prophets that God used in the old, right? Most of the priests are prophets, which is where the ordinances of uh, the priestly arrangement came from. Now, so the reason why, because the first thing we actually saw is the, 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 that arrangement of a prophet and then a priest. Right, because Moses came as the prophet, released people, and then in the wilderness, God now officiated and started the uh, the priestly ordinance, because the priest is made there so that they can deal with God. God wanted to leave them. Say, no, I will kill you people. Eh? Then Moses now pleaded, Ah, sorry now. Ah, we will not go unless you go with us. He said, Okay, fine. If I must go with you, therefore, you need to. Create a tabernacle for me so that I can rest there. So the reason for the tabernacle and the priest is so that God can actually rest. Mm. So when God rests, then there should be a mediator between God and the people. And then God now made a priest. Right? So when God made a priest, the real work of a priest is to mediate between God and people. To bridge the gap. Right? So the people can't, couldn't come to God. So God needed to bridge the gap. Okay, you can't come to me, but me too, I can't come to you like that. Therefore, let me bridge the gap. Let me make priests. So the priest, or the high priest, will now mediate between me and you. So that I can bring you closer to me. So all your shortcomings, I'll bridge the gap through the priest. Right. So God instituted the office of the priest, the priesthood. Mm-hmm. At that time, until God can actually do what He intended, right? Because that arrangement was initially not the real thing; it's just a shadow. That's what Scripture says in Hebrews. Uh, it's Hebrews nine. Can you help me quickly read it? Right? Is it nine? Nine verse one, I believe. Also, I'm not sure. Ten. Is it? 
10 1, yes. Okay. Let me read it. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, <laughs> and not the very image of the things, <laughs> can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year okay. continually. Where I'm going is the first one. Let's say it's a shadow, but not the real thing. Right. So the priestly ordinances in the olden days is when you refer to the law, and they're actually talking about everything around the law. So everything around the law, which is the priesthood, the ordinances, everything, because you don't have, without the law came with the priesthood too, right? And the law came with the priesthood. So what the, the, the priests were dealing with was the law, God, because God was dealing them with through the law, right? So God instituted that, gave them that, so that uh, it can come to them. So you know, gave, in actually, you know, you must anoint all priests. Eh? But the anointing is, is also a measure of the Holy Ghost to enable them to stay in their office, right? So which, mean, which means even that is an arrangement of the Old Testament. Now, when you now begin to move to the New Testament, God did not just erase the Old. What he did is through Christ, Christ had to come and now offer himself. He now became the priest, which is the real, true priest. So what the law could not finish, could not do, because that priesthood was not even enough. Because there's one thing that uh, Hebrews says, that they could not continue by the reason of death. So Hebrews says that the moment the priest died, the priesthood has ended. Someone has need to come and take it. Right? They can't just continue like that. Then God now had to raise a priesthood. He called an everlasting priesthood that has no end. Because he continually lived. Christ died, eh? rose up again, and lives forever. So and because he rose again, he lives forever, that priesthood does not have an end. Which means there's no other priest but him. So there's no other priest but Christ. So Christ is now the priest. In the new, when we move from the old to the new, Christ is the priest, the mediator between man and God. So that God can now flow to people. Now, in that same arrangement, God now also made available the giving of the Holy Ghost. Like we said before, initially, it was only for priests. Okay, okay, we can't. We only have to give it to priests. Nobody else, right? But now God said, "No, what? It's no longer by the reason of Christ. That Christ's death and, and resurrection is not. It's not a, a lot was wrought in that program, right? So Christ died, rose up, and then by the reason of all this work, He now made available the flow of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Say, so I will pour out my Spirit." In the last, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So the Holy Ghost is for all flesh. So it's no longer for the priest, the king, and the prophet. Now, when God now raised that, He now made all eh, candidate for the Holy Ghost, right? So when He made us candidate for the Holy, it means anybody can receive. The Holy Spirit. Now, what makes you, what qualifies you to receive the Holy Ghost is that you believe in Jesus. Finish. Any born again Christian is ready 
to receive the Holy Ghost. Mm. Now, without Holy Ghost, our, our journey in the Spirit will really be stunted. Because there's, there's, there's so much we can journey without the Holy Spirit. And which is why the infilling of the Spirit is very, very essential. Because the infilling of the Spirit is what makes God's things tangible. Now, what do I mean by makes it tangible? It means that is what connects you to the spiritual things. And it makes it real to you in such a way that you can access it and you can touch it. And whatever you can touch becomes tangible. Now, when I say touch, it doesn't mean that you can touch spiritual things. You, can, you don't see them. It's not that you can touch it, but you can touch it. How you touch it is experience. Things around you. Your soul begins to draw things. You begin to feed on things, receive things that normally won't be a thing you, you naturally just interact with. Right? Eh? Because how do, how do you explain suddenly you are, you, are, you are working and the Holy Ghost just came on you and then you just, a, a, a song just flew, was, just flowed, I'm saying flew, just flowed out of your spirit. Eh? Oh wow, I just feel there's something inside you. You know there's a way you just feel some joy inside you mm-hmm. and sometimes what quickens that is Holy Ghost experience. Mm-hmm. There's a limit to that, ex, those, those kind of experience without feeling. Feeling, the more you are filled, the more you are alive. The more you are awoken in the spirit to begin to receive tangible things. The more God's things becomes real to you. I can remember vividly when I was, I was just walking before, before I was filled. I was, as long as I wasn't filled, I was filled but I was not filled. And that's the, that's the only explanation I'll use. Eh? I was filled but was not filled. Why? I was, I was, I, I was kind of speaking in tongue, eh? but I was not speaking in tongue. <laughs> but I was not speaking in tongue. Eh? It wasn't even a double-minded thing. It was just that my experience that I was not rich. Mm. I have not really, really encountered the Holy Ghost to fill me the way it should. Eh? There's a way I should be, because I just, I knew there was something inside me. Like, there's more, there's more. Something is not, there's, there's more to God. In short, even when I'm speaking in tongue, my tongue is weird. Now that's in my mind. Eh? <laughs> eh? I know, my, well, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's a reason why I'm saying that. I think my tongue is weird. In the sense that I wasn't really, really connecting. It has not flowed into my soul. It was just something I know. I believe for sure. But it has not flowed into me like it should. Tongue and all those experiences, I think that should flow from within. But mine wasn't flowing like it should. It's, it's, it's like on and off light. It flow like, like a flicker. Flow tiny and then go. Okay, okay. But me, I just, I just continued. But then when God began, now began to move, I moved and I was journeying. Then I encountered Holy Spirit by listening to a tape. I know I've mentioned this before. I just encountered the Holy Ghost. I myself know I was filled. I was, I know I was, I was filled. I was full. I felt full. Because it was as if something would just keep pouring and pouring and pouring into me. 
I know I was, ah, I wanted to burst. I said, oh, wow. Then what happened? Things began to flow naturally within me. Inside me, my belly begins to flow. Eh? Then I began to understand clearly, ah, so this is what it means to experience Holy Spirit. Why? Because things began to bubble inwardly. Then I began to become tangible to me. It was not tangible before. I was, I was a Christian, journeying, do what I should do, reading my Bible. Even in the reading of the Bible, I was not connecting. Why? Because the Bible is so far. I read it, no understanding. Or let me just use this word. The Bible was not opening to me. Do you know the Bible opens up? The Bible, it's, the Bible is not just something you come and read. I've read Bible and go. Keep reading it. You have to keep reading it and read it and read it and read it. And wait for it to open to you. When it opens up, understanding begins to come. When it's opening, you yourself, you know. It's as if a pathway has opened in the spirit. And then it just quickens you inwardly. And then begins to flow from there. Begins to flow from there. Begins to flow from there. This, uh, this experience must cause a flow inwardly. Right? It must cause a flow inwardly. So when you come, you receive Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost quickening things around you. So when I received Holy Ghost and I was full, then the Bible, that was the time the Bible begins to open up. Which means you might, you might if you are not, if you don't experience the infilling, you, you will be reading Bible for years, continue reading it. You, you don't see, you are reading, you, are not get, you will be getting something from the Bible, but it won't open to you. Yeah. There are two different things. Mm. Eh? You read it, I, ah, what you what what people begin to do is you begin to deal with the word naturally, mm-hmm. but we won't know. But we feel spiritual because we you know we believed. Oh, I just the word of God is what I just read it is the word of God, and I believe it's the word of God. You should believe it's the word of God, but it's much more than that. The word of God, but it's also an access in the spirit, right? Now, what quickens? The access to begin to really, really access the word is depending on the anointing of the Holy Ghost, which means the the activity of the Holy Ghost inside you and around you is what begins to quicken these things. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when you are reading, you are reading, you know you are reading with your mind, but you are now waiting inside. Because you now notice most of the time, that you are really quickened about the word. It's not, it may not even be when you are reading. Mm-hmm. You might have read and read and read. And then maybe as you position yourself in the spirit, mm-hmm. you just notice that suddenly the Bible opened up. Something you read, that began to come to you. Ah, oh yes, I hid that dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God. Wow. So this is what it meant. The Bible begins to explain itself to you. It is, it is not when you are explaining Bible. Bible needs to be explaining itself to you. But what we all do is, we don't wait for Bible to begin to explain itself. We just carry it. And it came to pass. When Jesus had finished this saying, he said to his disciples, go and preach to all nations. And therefore, 
All of us now, let's go and be preaching to our nation. Of course, we know that everybody ought to preach the gospel, but there's a way, there's a leading. God needs to lead you. But leading won't come if you are not properly arranged around the word. Mm? Now, this connecting back to what we, the question we're talking about leading. Yeah. You see that you don't just you don't just carry Bible thoughts and go. The thing needs to be quickened. Life needs to flow from it, and not that you are the one going to look for it. It needs to come to you. But before it comes to you, you must have been opening your spirit and positioned for it to come. <coughs> Excuse me. Amen? So you must position yourself for that to come to you. Amen? So when it begins to come, then you begin to interact with it. They now notice that you now find leading there. There is a disposition you ought to have around the word. Disposition. Disposition around the word. Disposition around the word. Disposition around the word that we should have. Amen. Amen. So again, we see that our experience with the word and our experience with God is highly dependent on how much, let's say how much power is available. When I say power, I'm talking about Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit is the spirit of power. Now, nothing can happen around you except there is power available. Which means Holy Ghost activity must be heightened around you. Why? Because nothing will come to you except by the Holy Spirit. What brings God's things to us is the Holy Spirit. Which is why we must give ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Now, when we give ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we must, like I said, we must go through the baptism so that things will be quickened around us. Our experience will be heightened. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost needs to come around. We must be filled. When we are filled, and with the evidence, now the evidence of speaking in tongue, there's what speaking in tongue does. But you can't speak in tongues except the infilling takes place. Now, most people will say that uh, I don't like uh, speaking in tongues. Uh, people, you know, there's, there's, a way, there's a way people are arranged around speaking in tongues that they don't really give themselves or they don't even believe they themselves they can receive it. Amen. But like I said earlier, when Holy Ghost comes and he fills people, right? One of the evidence that there is the infilling is the speaking in tongues. And it's for every believer. Every believer. Every believer. Eh? Why? Because how, how will a non-believer speak in tongues? <laughs> you know, Satan has his own tongue. He does. Mm-hmm. Eh? Satan has his own. Eh? The occult world has their own has their own tongue. Mm. Mm. They do. 
you think you think, <laughs> you think you think most of you know you know most of most of the songs you people listen to yeah. hmm? are chants in the spirit people don't know and maybe somebody's dancing to whiskey uh, you don't you don't know what what whiskey is chanting i'm not saying he himself he himself may not even know what he's doing Maybe just just I like oh wow I love this sound let's let's do some let's do a jam, eh? and he's doing jam. They don't know they don't know what spirit he connected with to bring the jam. Eh? Music is highly spiritual. Music is what is highly spiritual. Music is not it's not just uh, you know or what do you think that people will be singing song and only goes will descend on people. You think you think it's play. The same way you sing song only go descend on people. The same way you can sing other kinds of song that different things will fall on people. Because it just depends on the source. And the same way you can baptize people with, with Holy Ghost by singing. The same way you can baptize people with all kinds of things by singing different kinds of songs. This one is even a very, very, very. I don't, I, well, maybe I'll, I'll still talk about it because I know maybe, maybe not all of us. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's even none of us here. You know, that like listening to secular music. Mm. Eh? Secular songs. Eh, there's nothing there. No, it's just a, uh, okay. It's all right because so connect music. Yes. Eh? Or what do you think? You hear the sound and then ah, you want to move. <laughs> Something what? Ah. Something quickened you to move. Because the song has spirit. It has spirit. Because the inspiration came from somewhere. And, and there's all those nicely arranged ones. Like, oh no, it's just an inspirational song. There's no vulgar word. There's no, you know, those stupid words. It just is, okay. No. But where, where, is, where did the spirit come from? As long as it's not arranged around God, it is not safe. As long as the inspiration is not God, it's not flowing from God, it is not inspired by the Spirit of God, it's not safe. Because nothing is inspired by itself. Nothing. Every, now let me just use the word, inspiration is spirit. If anybody, ah, I just received an inspiration now. Any inspiration is spirit-triggered. Is a spirit that triggers inspirations. So if someone is not inspired by the Holy Ghost, whatever inspired it, as long as it's outside Holy Ghost, is subject to corruption. Which means, anybody that gives themselves to it, eh, we also invite corruption inside. You may be listening to me, but it's not doing anything to me. But the song has message that is that your soul is interpreting. Not there's a way the soul interprets messages that you yourself you may not know. They don't notice just just act, act song. Ah, what, what's happening? You have listened to something that has been transcribed into you as something that you can do. Where did this come from? How am I doing this? What's happening? You may not know. You yourself, you have have no clue. Just songs. Songs are spirit. Nothing musical. Eh? Let's just use the word. Words, naturally. Just words. Words are spirit. Eh? Words. 
Now, song is also word. Mixed with, 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 with flow. So that flow, that pseudo sound, everything, that arrangement is all spirit. It's spiritual arrangement. So whether you say it's a natural, inspirational song or anything, it is not natural. It is a spiritual song carved from somewhere. So as long as it's not God, that's not the rule of thumb. As long as it's not God, it's the world. Why? Because you know many people can arrange oh, it's, 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 it's okay, it's, not, it's just inspirational song, nothing, 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 nothing harmful there. Mm-mm. Sounds, spirit, all those things affect men. In short, what what word can't do in a split second, sound can do it to a man. That's how serious music is. Why? You notice you remember things that you sang more than things you heard from lecturers. <laughs> if, lecture, if lecturers, if lecturers, and that is why you can learn whiskey song easily than the courses you are taking in school. <laughs> There's always, no, I know some people will say, no, I don't listen to those songs and I'm serious in school, it's fine. Let, it's because that one is not there. Let's put them side by side. You will see the, the difference will be clear. Why? You will remember the lyrics. If you give yourself to a song, True. you will remember the lyrics, A to Z. The lyrics can be as many as one billion words. You remember it. But just, just go to lecture and listen to your lecturer. <laughs> or maybe a preacher preaching. <laughs> maybe, maybe as the preacher is preaching, or maybe as, as the lecturer is talking, you're even singing a song in your brain. <laughs> but you are listening to lecture. But you are singing song. Inside. Something is happening. Right? So sounds are not ordinary. Sounds travel far. Travel far. Sounds travel far. Music. 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 I don't know. There is a way music enters the soul. And they begin to form nature. Yeah. Hmm. They begin. They begin to. How do you know they begin to form nature? There's a way music can come to you, enter you, and they will just quicken a step. <laughs> and then you see everybody dancing. Maybe they're dancing towards. Ah, see that step, stepper. Something quickened it. The same way you can actually begin to. You can dance in the spirit. Based on see the tune, there's a, everybody knows this one. I don't even need, maybe I don't, I don't even need to explain it too much. The sound begins to come. Your soul begins to flow with it. Begins to interact with it. Begins to like it, and then it begins to quicken things inside, and then body begins to move. Yeah. Baka, baka. That, that flow will instruct the movement of the body. How you do your leg to the dance? How do you do your hand? How you do your head? How you shake it? Shake it. Everything. How you move your body. And then you begin to now notice, ha, ah, what's happening? <laughs> the same way, that's what quickens people. You know, I, I, I don't know, maybe you people, I, I know you people that are always on Instagram. You're always seeing other people that are twerking. And maybe they are dancing. Ah, let me check something. Maybe they are dancing and dancing. And then suddenly, one move just entered their head. Ah, ah, the next thing is to twerk. They just twerk. And they continue to dance. What's happening? Inspiration. Spirit. 
is flowing. Music, things are flowing. That's how powerful music is. Eh? I'm pretty sure now, if I want everybody to remember some lyrics, I just have to turn into those songs. That's why you, they teach children songs to learn things. That's what they, there's, a way they, there's a reason why they use songs to... It's not only for kids. It's a teaching mechanism. There's a way they know that songs resonate. People remember songs easier than just words. Mm. That's how it is. So when people just say, okay, let me listen to this um, uh, circular song, just, just a tiny thing, it's not. It's spirit. What you're interacting with is spirit. You don't, you don't know what we, you will contact. And as you are giving yourself to those kind of things, that thing is feeling you. So whatever you give yourself to feels you. Amen. And this one I entered music sound. Okay, let me let me go back and end the message because uh, time has gone. Amen. Amen. So again, like I was saying, uh, we need to be filled with the Spirit, right? And we just see the move from the Old Testament to the New, and we we see in the New Testament why it is important to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. So when you are filled with the Spirit, your relationship with God becomes easier. What will enable you to give yourself? your spirit, soul, body to God is as a result of those feelings, what they do to you. is what enables you. So if you really, really, really want to, you really, really want God, give yourself. Pray for to be filled constantly. Because spirit comes in measure. And let me just explain that. You receive in measure. You don't receive everything at once. You will receive them in measure. How do I know that you receive them in measure? Let's just quickly open to the book of uh, John. Yeah? Okay. 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 Which one are you reading? Okay. What did he say? It's about the spirit. Uh, about God ascending to heaven, I think. Or wait, no, before he died. Wait. No, okay, I know that one. Yeah, it's here. Where Christ was talking. Mm. But someone opened John 4. John 4, I think. Okay, John 4. Don't worry about mine. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's good that you are. I thought I had a question from there, but I didn't. You sure? <laughs> yes. It's good to hear your question, too. When okay, this is John four one. Let's read John three. It's John three. John three thirty two to thirty four. Okay, can you help us read it? John three. Yes. 
32 to 34. And what he had seen and heard, that he testified, and no man received his testimony. He that had received his testimony had said to his to his seal that God is it's true. For he whom God had sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. So you see, say for he whom God had sent speaketh the words of God. Why is he able to do that? There's something that enabled him. Therefore, God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. It means he was without measure. God gave him spirit without measure. It means he was too full of it. Hmm? Which means, because I said there is measures. To him, it's without measure. Because God did not withhold the Holy Ghost. God, free, he was full, overflowing. Which, because God couldn't have accessed and said the things, Christ couldn't have accessed and said the things he said if he was not full. Everything Christ was able to access was because of what he has. He was without, he has been without measure, so he was, he was open. He can access things in the spirit. Amen. So God given not the spirit by measure unto him. Now, that, I'm just using that as, a, as an example. See, it's without measure. Now, let's quickly go to Ephesians 4. I'll end it there. Ephesians 4, verse 13. Ephesians 4, verse 13. Yes. Till we all come mm-hmm. in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, mm-hmm. unto a perfect man, mm-hmm. unto the measure of the stature of, of the, the fullness, fullness of Christ. Christ. So he said, we all come unto the perfect, or a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So basically what they are saying is we are growing in measures. Unto yes, hmm? yes, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we are, all, we are doing this, we are growing in measures, which means the, the measure of the spirit we come into eh, is given gradually. We come into measures. We don't come into them fully. So when you are full of the Holy Ghost, it just means you are full for that time because you've only received a measure. Eh, and that measure should, continue, should be increasing. That measure must be increasing. Amen. And then in Ephesians 1, you notice that Paul began to pray for the Ephesians church. And he said unto them, Say, uh, I pray unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So he was, he was praying for them that they will come into spirit. Right? He began to pray for them based on the seven spirit of God. So I pray that God will give unto you these spirits. Are you saying they don't have spirits before? They have some. Why? Because if you read earlier in Ephesians 1, 
He was saying, I've heard of your love and faith towards the saint. Eh? You can't do all those things they are doing. You can't have love and faith towards it if you don't have even measures of spirit. You, you can't do all that. So you need to have some measure of spirit to even be able to do that. But Paul now noticed that, ah, you people need more because of where you have journeyed to. Now they have to pray for more for them. Because this one he was praying for them was totally different. And it was different entirely. It's a different aspect of the Holy Ghost that they didn't know. Mm. Amen. So, we need to grow in measures. And as we are growing in measure, our body will begin to interact with God's tangibility. Because the more you interact with God, the more you interact with the things that are tangible in Him. And there are even more tangible things inside Him that He has not revealed mm. to us. Simply because we've not grown yes. to the point where He can give it to us. Mm. But what we can touch in Him is based on our growth. Amen. So let's just continue to uh, to journey and uh, give ourselves to the things of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, just to briefly, this one I finished. I just want to briefly touch, uh, you know, the question that was asked again, uh, just to explain, because you know, you mentioned that ah, you know, maybe you didn't really get your answer to it, and I just, I just, uh, just touch a bit, or let me ask first. Uh, what, what wasn't clear yet? Um, I think I was just saying, like, I think I answered it on my own, but I think I was just looking for an answer that, that you gave. I don't know if you were saying something, because I, in my head I was like, okay, if you've been journeying with Christ and you look back and you saw that what you thought was the Holy Spirit wasn't, Leading you to do something, it wasn't that. That means you've. I don't think that's. I, in, my, in my mind, I, I wouldn't think that's totally a bad thing as she was asking. She was like, is, it, is that wrong to do or look back? But I didn't really get it. I think I was just stuck there. I don't think I understood your explanation of it. And then Kelvin asked his question as well. So everything was just in my head. <laughs> okay, so is it clear now? It was, yes, it was, it, it was, it gave me a difficult, was it, you said it was Tuesday? Yeah. A difficult Tuesday, I don't remember the was it maybe night? It was, it was at night. You guys, <laughs> my days are, my days are confusing, my nights are confusing, but yeah, I, I was just stuck there. But now that she explained the, the exercising of studying the word and yeah, the ex- the exercise there is the practice of the things you've been learning, yeah. right? Um, the 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 exercise means that you've been active. Right? There is that point where we should be able to identify where we've, we've missed it. Oh, if we can't even get there, that means there's a problem inwardly. Why? Because to us, we're just journeying and just thinking we're okay. Right? Because then there's no real evaluation. Now, when you're able to actually evaluate and really, really, really come, ah, oh, wait, I think I missed it here. It means there's, there's a different heart. 
because a heart that is not humble won't be able to even identify that. Because one of one of the one of the the problem man has is that man does not like people to touch their shortcomings or to point it out. Because everybody wants to admit, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. So when something now comes, ah, sister, but at this thing, no, you didn't do it. Maybe you should have. And they're like, ah, what do you mean? Ah, but that one, didn't you see? They will now begin to look for justification around. Right? That attitude is actually speaking something in the spirit. Right? Is a disposition. There's an attitude around heart that heart can't come to admit. Ah. Because what, what, what that means is things can't reach you. Yeah. Things can't reach you. And when things can't reach you, it will be hard to change. Right? But men should be reachable in such a way that when words come, it is not just, eh, okay, okay, that one, or just another thing. Mm. Or look for a way to just explain it away. Right? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's because it's, it's part of his trait, right? It's part of his trait. So to, to explain it right. So that heart speaks volume in the spirit in such a way that uh, in some areas it will even be hard for God to really, really reach a man. right? And in our journey, we are always growing. And there are times that we've done things that the aim is actually to at least make sure that we are following God as much as we can. Insincerity. There are some things we did out of insincerity, and those things we did is just it's, it's, we know we, we when we look back we know it's insincere. Yes. Say ah, that thing was not really sincere. I know that this is not Holy Ghost. This is not anything, right? And one another key thing I want to mention is that one of the reasons why that happens is because we are not really really patient on the Holy Ghost for direction. We, we just want to quickly do things. We want to do things our way. It's a simple thing like it's as simple as maybe somebody is talking and say, ah, wait, oh, don't go and be having boyfriend, girlfriend now. It's not the right time. Why? Because you need God to lead you. But because the heart is hasty. Ah, me, I want husband and the next I must marry. Right? The heart will be hasty and will go ahead and be looking for boyfriend or girlfriend where they should not. Right, because the way you even find that kind of a thing has to be by leading. Eh? People are friends. People can be friends. But when it comes to husband, wife, boyfriend, there's not even boyfriend, girlfriend. Boyfriend, girlfriend is a, is, is a worldly thing. Eh? But my own, in my own definition, boyfriend, girlfriend is we are just doing whatever we want to do now. But it's a different thing from courtship. Courtship means you actually have marriage in view. You shouldn't even be doing something like that with no marriage in view, right? What's the point? Eh? I know that is the in thing for all young people. Ah, it happened for all of us. Have we been, you know, we, we thought having baby girl is the in thing that time, you know? Everybody wants one. Eh? But it's a, it's a problem. Why? Because that thing is not meant to be like that. People ought to wait, be led. Find the right one that they will marry, right? But the heart, because of different things around, ah, maybe parents are talking, side time, you don't graduate, so you go and find husband, go and find wife, because 
you know, for every Nigerian parent, once Peking graduates school, finish, find job, you don't finish, what's next? Go and marry. And you'll not be able to even explain to them, Mommy, I'm waiting on the Lord. Ah, is it not you and I that are serving God? Did I not serve God with you? <laughs> eh? You are serving God, I'm serving God. Ah, ah. It's not only your God. So what do you mean? No, 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 no. It's time to marry. And that's now the wisdom will now come on how to now speak to them so that they can understand your view. Eh? And that's one of the difficult tasks because especially ladies, eh, when their mother is calling them, go and marry, go and marry, something will be jumping inside. Ah, what is it now? Even though at first they may initially say, Mommy, wait, no, what, what, what? Maybe after a while. And they'll just bring the thought from the back. I'm there, but, ah, when will I marry you? I think what my mother is saying is true. Maybe I should go and be looking for a husband. You know, different thoughts, different things that happen in the mind, right? But that is not really God. That is flesh, right? Spirit means you must follow leading. Eh? And instead of following leading, many ladies will be playing with boys. Eh? As if... It's not even just it's not even the testing or that thing, just the way they are playing around boys. Eh? And playing and playing, knowing that the boy has interest. That boy, that boy, ah, oh my, and just a play around. Instead of making it just clear, I ah, know, friends, nothing is fine. You know, maybe later, later, when God reveals to you, hey, it's a different thing. Hmm? But leading must, you don't, you don't, if you connect in the flesh, there will be a problem in the future. Because connecting in the flesh is a problem. Flesh connection always leads to problems. But if you connect it in the spirit, there's two things it will do to you. One, it will make you absolutely sure. Eh? And no matter what comes in the marriage, and you yourself, you won't even be thinking the husband as one weird person. Eh? That's one. Eh? Two, if you, ha- if you absolutely hear God, eh? You notice that the, the chance for divorce is almost 0.000000. 0.000000. 0. 0. 0. 0. You said they say one. It's almost nothing. Why? Because there is something the leading does to each party and how they deal with the marriage. Right? Now, I'm just using as an example, right? That ah, men, there's no, no need to quick and haste on things, it's just flesh. Everybody moving, so we can't we can't wait, and then we now quickly go and do something we shouldn't do. Therefore, we're misleading, right? But we ought to wait and not be hasty, eh? not be insincere, not just doing things out of impulse, right? Eh? External push, as long as it's not God, is a problem. So that one mostly makes men do things they ought not to. That is why many people would feel they need to respond to what they don't need to respond to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they hear the neighbor, ah, Mio, and I'm, I'm doing exercise and my hand is, is a, a, what's it called, having muscle. And then the other person out there, yes, too, me too, me too, me too. I want to have muscle too. Ah. The person talking about muscle, okay, oh, awesome, okay. Why? Because it is not, it's, the, it's what is talking to the person. As they are hearing, okay, something is talking, and they ah, me too, should I respond? What are you responding to? Mm-hmm. Eh? Or feel you need to outshine something. Yeah. Because eh? that one is common. 
And someone says something, let me now ash. Ah, when you say ash, I mean, just say something that is almost nice too. Let me ash. You know, all those little, little things that quicken. Those things make us go out of the way. Yes. Right? But what we need to do is how to stay still on God and not respond to external push, but just focus and wait for God to lead us in different directions, right? And that one will help our leading properly. When you're not looking for something, it is easier, eh? it is less possible to make error. But when you yourself you are looking for it and doing it, you hear all kinds of things. And that's why uh, that example where maybe you are praying and you know you are praying and you are looking, you are praying, you are praying, you are waiting for God to come and tell you something. Oh, Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you. When the focus should just be praying and just communing. When you are praying and communing, things will flow naturally. But when the person is praying and as if there must always be something, ah, Father, as you are praying, waiting for what, what will God tell you? But the person may hear evil spirit and think God is speaking. But if the heart is pure, sincere, and that's why we must keep the pure heart, sincerity when we're dealing with God. Just, it just has to be relationship. You know, sincere. Oh God, I love you. I just want to, oh, maybe he says, oh Lord, I can't hear you in this right now because of this, this, you know, help me, speak to me. But don't, no, you're not pushing. Even if it's something that you are praying, you don't want to use your own, you can't, you're not hearing God. Don't do anything, just wait. And God may quicken someone around you to just, you know, notice, ah, ah, God has spoken to help our heart. Amen. I just felt to, to share that. Did that help? Help? Amen. Praise the Lord. Any question? No question? Amen. Amen. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Thank you. bringing us back to our basics where we can find you 
Thank you, Jesus, for restoring commitments to you. Thank you for repositioning our heart to find your things tangible, even much more real than the world around us. But I thank you, oh God, for more devotion to loving you. Thank you for the joy of loving you. Thank you for causing us to see it and to, and to long for it, to desire it, to obey that commandment that you said is the great and the first commandment, to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with everything that is within us. Thank you, Jesus for driving that in, into our hearts. Father, we ask, oh God, for grace to make commitments to you. Grace to give up wrong commitments. Grace to make new ones with you. Grace to become, to, to become, from, to, to get, to desire your things and to see them as tangible, to see them as real. Grace to hunger for you. Grace to wait on you. Grace for patience in the heart, patience in the heart, patience in the soul to walk with you, grace not to be hasty, grace to be submitted to you, grace to be meek and of low heart, of a lowly heart, grace Lord, grace so that we can see you, we can experience you, so that we can chase after you Lord, grace oh God to, to trust you because patience walketh experience, experience hope. Father, we ask for grace to be patient, that we will know your voice. It will, it will it is via patience we will learn the spirit. We will be able to identify the spirit and grow thereby. Father, patience to be exercised by everything of use. Patience to able to, to be able to design. This will all come by being patient in waiting on you. Father, give us that grace. Let it just flow within us. Let it just flow within our heart. Grace to run and begin to see reality that you are the only one who is real. Even in the natural, you are the only one that is tangible. Let's begin to see that. We thank you for that grace, that help in our soul to weigh things that have been exalted high down and to exalt you in our soul. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we exalt you. We thank you for the graces you have brought by the preaching of your word. We thank you for strength and of might. Father, we as we go, we will go in that grace and in that strength and might that you will help us. We believe in you and we trust you for grace to flow more into the spirit and to come into more feelings of the spirit because the Bible says it is you who baptizes with baptized with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Father, we thank you for you. It is it, by virtue of your spirit that we know you dwell in us because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Father, we exalt you. Thank you for everything that you have prepared for us in your spirit sure. that you will give unto us as you have freely said they are freely given unto us and you have put these things in your spirit we appreciate you for bringing us into your spirit yes, bringing us and drawing us each time we gather and we ask for more grace 
and your mercy to continually go with us and help us. Lord, make us more meek than we were before. Even every day as we gather, make us more meeker, more submissive to you. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. you for those that were not here, those listening online. Thank you for that help and grace upon their lives. Amen. Father, have your way. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Thank you, Lord. for all that you have done. Yes, all you continually do again and all you have restored in us today. All that you have created, all that you birthed in us today just by the preaching of your word and all that you have brought along with your word. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for